ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to yet another edition of Gate 7 International. I'm Kostas Llanos, or Kostas with a K if that excites you, and I am joined with by none other than the Daily Star's overnight editor in the U.S., the one and only Dimitris Kuintzidis. Dimitri, thank you so much for joining me. How the hell are you? Hey, Costa. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good in the in the normal sense, but yeah, I'm bad. I'm suffering bad today, as as people on the Patreon chat know. It's been a, it's been a rough day for sports for me. Well, yeah, it has been quite. I think it's a trifecta for you because there's the basketball loss to Basconia, if I'm not mistaken. There's the loss to West Ham tonight, and then there's the loss to, from Liverpool to Toulouse. Is there? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan in the Prem, so I've had I've had three for three, and all three have been really close losses. I mean, yeah, forget about Liverpool because we're here talking about Libyako, but both basketball and football, where I think the closest you could lose a game, in my opinion, because neither of those did we deserve to lose against Basconia. I thought, especially when we turned it around from 18 points down, we should we should have won, and with the West Ham with the football game, I thought at least the draw. Uh, that game looked like a nil-nil or a one-one to me. Uh, once they scored, more like a one-one because we actually looked like we were going to score once they scored. Before that, it looked like a nil-nil all day long. But yeah, here we are, and I'm I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> we're going to cover everything, though, Dimitris. Do not worry about that. But just a bit of housekeeping before we get things underway, guys. Obviously, do not forget to like and subscribe. Let's keep spreading that word. Let's let let's grow this channel. Uh, it's it's unbelievable for me, especially. I've been following Olympiakos since 1999. It's unbelievable to me going to Karaiskaiki and meeting people from all over the world, from Australia, from the US, from Europe, from South America, with Olympiakos shirts and telling me we traveled all this way, we spent all that money to watch our favorite team play tonight. This never, I never, I never get used to this An incredible feeling. Olympiakos is everywhere. It's not just Greece. It's not just Cyprus. It is everywhere. Let's keep growing this channel. Uh, we have some exciting content coming to you, especially on Patreon. So please do support us on Patreon. Please do go on, uh, on patreon.com uh, slash gate seven international. We got some amazing packages there that start from one euro to five euros. And soon enough, we're going to have some merchandise coming your way. And there's going to be some packages for 10 euros to enjoy some amazing merchandise. We bring you some exclusive content with some amazing interviews. You recently added an incredible interview with the daughter of Alquetas Panagullas, the first ever manager who led us to the World Cup back in 1994. Some insane stories right there explaining why Greece didn't succeed uh, in this tournament 10 years before they they took the world by storm in Euro 2004. Obviously, that's what I'm talking about. And obviously, you can get to join us on our amazing WhatsApp group where we get to give you all the amazing insight. We get to, uh, to enjoy a bit of banter and everything you need from Gate 7 International and spreading the word and all news Olympiacos will be coming your way. Uh, so, guys, please, please do not forget to like and subscribe. Uh, obviously, we're here for one uh, for one major reason, and that is the uh, Olympiacos game with West Ham at uh, at the London Stadium. Quick shout outs to the one and only Costa Levoyani, who was at the stands tonight, spreading the word with the lovely away fans from Olympiacos, who killed it tonight with their uh, passion, their chanting. They completely uh, over overshadowed the West Ham fans. 
And uh, obviously, uh, a person uh, from personal note, I would like to uh, big, give a big shout out to my colleague from the Sun, Sam Street, who went as well to, uh, to watch Olympiacos versus West Ham. Some good good, good words from uh, good things he said about Olympiacos. The one that got away, he said. Uh, we're going to cover all of it right now. Uh, and guys, please do do join us. Please send send us your questions. We'll be sharing your comments, and we're going to have a nice little discussion. So, Dimitri. Uh, would you like to kick us off a bit from the basketball? You got us going over there with Olympiacos and Basconia. Uh, what do you make of that match and what's next for Olympiacos and Jorvos Barzokas? So last season, the basketball team, actually the last couple of seasons, the, the basketball team has been a very healthy uh, a very healthy part of the club and it's given us a lot of really high highs. Uh, two years ago, getting to the semis. Last year, getting to the final, losing with last second shot by Yui. Um, so, so we've been optimistic, and and but it's been a tough start to the season. And today was one of those games where it just shows that something is still clearly lacking because we started the game. Uh, it was really early game for well, for, for me in the US, it was very early. It was twelve fifteen. Uh, but but you could see even the even the fans in Greece the empty the, the stadium was not full at all because it was an early game it was a seven fifteen game game so not a lot of fans could make it and we started really really well and you're thinking okay well great we've been really really quite shit on offense this season so far and you started really really well twenty was it twenty six points in the first quarter and you're thinking fantastic no issues with offense uh, Peters starts with twelve points in the first quarter and then second quarter. It's like watching men against boys. I think we lost it 30 to 9. Something like horrifically bad for a team like Olympiacos that prides itself on its defense. And then it's just it's it's a mountain to climb after that. You're going, what, 18 points down. You start the second half with 15 points down, and you're just fighting to climb back. And you're just fighting to, to get back into the game uh, at home against Basconia, which theoretically you should be beating quite comfortably. Um win the third quarter quite well we played really good defense offense is back seven point game going into the fourth we start really well bring it to one point game and then everything dries up like seriously dries up and we just can't get ahead and we eventually get ahead get a lead i don't know with two minutes left and then it goes back and forward for a bit ladizaki's mates two clutch free throws with 20 what 10 seconds to go and they have the last offense and step back I don't remember who made it, but step back, I think, in Kanan's face. Wriggles in, 0.7 left. And, yeah, we lose a game that we really shouldn't have lost at home. And now we're, what, three and four for the season. Uh, two wins at home, only one win away. And that was to Panathinaikos. So, we haven't – I don't think we've won outside of Greece. It's tricky. Tricky because a lot of people are calling for signings. A lot of people are – Mad with Sigma for being injured and not having played, considering he was meant to replace Vizenkov. Mad at Brastakis because he's come in and hasn't really performed so far. Mad at the team as a whole. And it's like, it's frustrating because you want to give this team all the faith and the support that you can after all these, after this decade long success. And yeah, it's just, today we really shouldn't have lost, especially not in that way, coming back from 18 points down. Yeah. And that 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 was just that was just the start of the day. I mean, I don't know how many people managed to watch the game. Plus, I don't know if you had the chance to watch the game. And you guys in the comments, I don't know how many people managed to watch it. But oof, 
what fr frustrating i'd rather lose by 18 i'd rather lose with my hands i'd rather lose my hands down and not put in any effort than lose a one point game like that considering we fought back and brought it back that's just my opinion so how do you see Olympiacos's bid to repeat uh, last season's Final Four success? Obviously, Olympiacos came this close in winning their, uh, what is this, the fourth European yeah. Championship. I watched this at a bar, the same bar I was in tonight. It was absolutely, it, it was just heartbreaking. It was heart-wrenching the way they just, uh, uh, they, they, they just collapsed at the end. So what are the chances of seeing Olympiacos in another Final Four this season, would you say? Uh, I don't know about Final Four. It's This is the thing. As, as, as Greeks, we're, we're at the extremes. So we're either like, oh my God, we're going to win it all. We're the best team ever. Or we're, this is shit. Everyone needs to leave right now. Fire everyone. So I don't think that we should even be looking at the final four, in my opinion. I think uh, we should be focusing on getting into the playoffs because a three or four start to the season is not good enough at the moment. Um, exactly what Southport just commented. We've got a lot of injuries. We're waiting for McKissick to get back at the guard. We're waiting for Sigma to get back at the forwards. That's when we're going to have a full team. Let's see what happens once that happens. But as I said it like yesterday or the day before in his interview, we don't need signing. He doesn't like the signings that we're making are the ones that are coming back from injury in his head. And I, this man can do, this man could do anything. He could, he could, he could shoot a baby for all I care. And I'm like, this man's amazing. So I trust him fully with what he's doing. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I just don't think that we should be thinking about Final Four at the moment. Just playoffs, in my opinion. Get into the playoffs. Try and finish as high up as we can. Hopefully get home court advantage. If we don't, it's not the end of the world. I reckon we can beat anyone. We could lose to anyone at this moment in time, but Olympiacos can always beat anyone in basketball. Um, so I think I think just focus on that at the moment. Get get Fix this form. Get people back. And, and we'll get there. Final four, we'll worry about that in, I don't know, five months time. Playoffs for now. It is a long road ahead, and the same goes for football, really, because uh, you're thinking to yourself, oh, the title or the cup, oh, making it past the Europa League uh, last 32, let's be honest here, or the Europa Conference League. It's taking it one step at a time, which brings us to, uh, to tonight's game at West Ham. Uh, I feel like uh, th there's so much to analyze here. It's just the way... How weird was that game? Uh, Olympiacos defeated West Ham fair and square with Karaskaik in one of their most famous uh, European nights, beating them 2-1, which obviously had an extra sting in them because of the way that they celebrated their goal by showing off and rubbing it into the away fans after a VAR check. Uh, I was very shocked by that. I just, I never really understood that. Was it because the fans were louder than their own fans? Was it, I did check with Costa and asked him like, did they, were the fans a little naughty? Did they do something they were not supposed to do? I don't have that kind of indication, but that's how Lucas Paqueta decided to celebrate his goal along with uh, his teammates. Uh, then they went on to uh, to beat Alfie, obviously, and then they lost to Bauk like it was like they were like it was nothing, with a horrific uh, defensive display. Then they went to West Ham, where they the defense was solid. It was quite solid actually, just a few little hiccups, but they were solid. Other than that, 
but the attack went completely absent. Um, and before before I be, I open the floor for you there, Dimitri, I would like to start by saying that the other day started really weirdly because Olympiakos uh, got rid of uh, their chief physio in Christos Theos, which was a devastating blow in my opinion. There's there's someone who's been with the club for 12 plus years, almost 13 years with the club. The the, the players had a lot of uh, confidence in him, a lot of trust in him, and it's very important. To have that trust between physios and players because players get injured all the time and they they need the best by their side to help them come back better than ever and uh, after the Juan Car incident with him being sent to Iguia instead of a public uh, hospital uh, Olympiacos feel like they need to end their collaboration with uh, with uh, Metropolitan because the Metropolitan have the exact same owner as Iguia and because Christos Theos is linked to Metropolitan they could not continue with him I have to say I was very devastated by those news and I really hope they don't have the, I, I remember when I started the Daily Star 2015, uh, that was when Leicester won the league 2016 and that was also the season when Chelsea finished 10th uh, after a disastrous start that saw Jose Mourinho firing Eva Carneiro because she decided to come on with her assistant to look to, to check on Eden Hazard who was injured in their premier in the premier match in the premier league against Swansea and after Carneiro was fired for a very unfair way and in a very unfair manner Chelsea just collapsed and my information says that the Chelsea players were very pissed off about that because Eva Carneiro was very popular uh, within the club so well I don't want to I don't want to overthink this but Christos Teos was very popular not only with the way he treated the players, but also the way he treated the opponents. When he rushed in to treat Socrates Diudis after he was accidentally uh, kneed in the head at Kareskaki by Bibras Natko, uh, he always looked after the, the, the opposing players as well. A true professional with the most amazing name for a, uh, for a doctor, but now unfortunately he's not with us anymore. Other than that, he hasn't died, by the way. He hasn't died. The way he of course he hasn't, he has been, but he has been, he has been dismissed. The, the, I, know, I, know, I but, do but apologize he's... you made it like that. <laughs> I am three beers in and I am very unapologetic about that. So now he's no longer uh, with Olympiacos. He's been dismissed. Um, so now I want to pass the baton to you there, Dimitri. I want you to uh, take us through how do you feel the, uh, the lineups were at Kareskaiki, uh, at, 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 at the London Stadium. What were your initial thoughts when you, uh, when you saw the lineups? So uh, brief, brief opinion on West Ham's lineup, uh, pretty much exactly as I expected. I thought Moyes would play a much stronger side than he did against us in Greece. And um, it's what we were saying. I don't know if, you, if any of you guys watching watched uh, my chat with the West Ham network, but that's what the West Ham fans were saying. They're all, they, were, they were all expecting uh, West Ham to put a strong side. And they meant business. It. They meant business. They meant, maybe, yeah, because for them, for them losing the game to us in Greece was not just, was not just a pride thing, but it also messed up the whole... <laughs> qualification process because they thought they'd win the first four games and then sort of sit back and play the B team slash the kids and they've lost the game in Greece now and now they've gone to oh crap we need to make sure we win in, at home against Olympiacos and then they need to win their next game to qualify and then they need to win the one after that to guarantee first place like it's not it's not it's not done like we we messed them up so he 100% was coming 
uh, to win. They were coming to win. So he played the squad that I was expecting. Yeah, there wasn't a couple. The, not everyone was a first 11 player. Mavropanos, for example, doesn't start in the Prem. Uh, but maybe but Zuma was injured. Yeah, I know I know that Zuma was injured, but like that's what I mean. Like uh, the fact that Zuma was injured, but also I reckon he would have played anyways because uh, it was against the Greek team. Uh, so I think sometimes maybe maybe he was thinking, oh, they know that he knows the style of play. Maybe he can get in their heads, whatever. They play with each other in, in the national team. But he played he played the strongest team that you could have expected for that game. Uh, when it comes down to our starting eleven, honestly, I was very happy. Look, I've said I've said this before, and I think a lot of us have said this before. A lot of the fans in these games. Well, actually, we're going to start one by one from the from the defense. Actually, before before I say so, uh, obviously goalkeeper, right back, obvious. Centre backs, obvious. Retos. And Porozo, I think, deserves to be where he's at at the moment. And personally, that doesn't he, change. You don't change that after that first West Ham game. You don't change the centre back yeah, pairing. You, you don't change it. Uh, Ndoy had a shocker against Dopola. Freire had a shocker against Freiburg. I don't care what happens in the Greek league. It's a different pressure system in the Europa League. You're playing against better opposition. And Porozo had a good game and went against West Ham today. Arguably, he was our best defender defensively because Rodney, I think, was our best player overall but that's a different story we'll get on that later um but Porozo, great so so those three those four including Pascalakis obvious Ortega now he'd been starting Kinney for a lot of the big games earlier on but now we're starting to see Ortega which is what a lot of us have been calling for thank god Ortega started I think he's a much better player than Kinney I feel like mm -hmm. most of most of the fans agree so backline goalkeeper everyone's happy uh, I was happy so far Midfield, again, something that a lot of fans I feel like I've been calling for, me included, is pack that midfield. And that is the best midfield I think he could have played. And we saw that against Rastam. I think he played the same midfield against Bauk. Yes, it maybe didn't work, but you want Jeze, Camara and Alexandropoulos. That's the midfield three for me, because you need to win that midfield battle. Um, I know Alexandropoulos is young and he's Greek, so people are going to shit on him because he's Greek and... As Greeks, we like to shit on other Greeks. But I think that needs to be the the the, the three in the midfield. I don't care if um, Alexandropoulos is young and I don't care if he has plays playing every single game. Do not play him in the league uh, against small teams. Play him in the big games because he is our best midfielder. And then Camara, obviously, we all know about Camara's quality. If he wants to turn it on, he turns it on. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But you can't bring anyone else on to replace him because our replacement is Ibora. Or you're putting another player further up like um, Masuras or Scarpas or Bakken or whatever, or Biel, which in these games you shouldn't do. So formation-wise, very, very happy. Now, lineup up front. He went with what we were sort of expecting when it comes down to Fortuny Sampadens, your two best defensive players. That means Masuras is on the bench, which we're going to get onto in a bit. I'm happy so far with a 10 out of the 11. And then up front, He's starting Jovetic instead mm -hmm. of Elkabi. Mm -hmm. Now, at the start of the game, when I saw it, I it's going to look bad on me, but I was happy. I I'm, I was pleased to see Jovetic start. It's not now, bad, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why in a bit. But as the game progressed, <laughs> but as the game progressed, I was like, "Holy shit! He hasn't won a single header. I don't think he's touched the ball." Um, and then Elkabi comes on, and he's starting to actually win possession and kind of keep the ball up for us. I mean, it wasn't a Zlatan Ibrahimovic-like performance or Harry Kane, like, don't get me wrong, 
But I think in his substitute appearance, he did more than Jovetic did in his starting. And um, I was annoyed at myself for being happy that Jovetic started because I don't think he, he performed like what I was expecting him to. So I was happy with the starting eleven, but uh, I by the end of the game, I thought that two of the 11 were a mistake. I would have rather had El Kabi. I know that people disagree with me in the comments here. I would have rather had El Kabi and... Um, I would have rather had Masuras instead of Pedense after Pedense's performance. But yeah, we'll, we'll get on that once we actually talk about the players. Player. Do you know which, number-wise, which? what is your appearance here? Is it your second, your third, your fourth? Did you, have you kept score? Uh, fourth? I think. See, now, here's my, one first, one, my first one was Lamia. Not Lamia, yeah, Lamia in August. I don't remember. I think like fourth, fifth, fourth, yeah, something like that. I'm not sure. Here's why you might need some alcohol, Handy, because I'm about. To oh no, I've, I've been drinking. Don't I'm, worry. I'm about. I'm about. I'm about to ruin your your mental health right now because I'm going to ask you, my dear friend and my dearest colleague, do you know how long it's been since Ayubel Kabia scored for Olympiacos? Ah uh, shit. Okay. When did Alakabi score? He didn't score against Balk, didn't score against West Ham, didn't score against Offi, didn't score against Athenaikos. Did he score against Topola? No, Pedense. Pedense had both. Mm -hmm. Please don't tell me it was the Freiburg game. Mm -mm. Okay, so it must have been very, after, after Freiburg. It's depressing. It's the, After Friday, what about it's you, comment, se comment section? How many? When was the last time you scored? Anyone from the comment section? I'm gonna give ten seconds. I, oh my god. Okay, I, I reckon it's been like a month and a half or something. Because I'm going back the games and I'm thinking to myself, he scored against Freiburg, and he said that wasn't the last time he scored. So I'm assuming it's a, one or two games after Freiburg. No, I, I was, I, I was before Freiburg. Yeah, so September just 27 against Aris at home. Aris, he, there we go. he hasn't Aris scored at all throughout the month of October. And, a half. Yeah, and now we're in November uh, the 11th, because I'm in Greece now, so that's quarter yeah, past okay. one. The 11th, uh, no, the 10th of November. So yeah, okay. I feel like it makes <laughs> great sense that he started Stefan. No, Jovetic no, but this is the, this is what I was saying. I, I mean, I was happy originally that he started Jovetic. I didn't think it was that far back that he hadn't scored, but I knew that El Kabi needed a sub. Like that man was too comfortable. He hadn't scored in a long time. What I'm saying is that as the game progressed, I was like, holy shit, Jovetic was <laughs> was not good in my opinion. That's that's what I'm saying. I would like to bring some comments on uh, now that. Um... We got the the blog going on a roll, and thank you guys for joining us. Uh, let's start here with Cerverus. Uh, not a good night defeating both basketball and football. Dimitri, he's your guy right here. Um, here's from I, Southball, I empathize, bro. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I don't know if Cerverus is also a Liverpool fan. Uh, here's Southball, who has been uh, who has been supporting our channel for a very long time, a real OG. The team has a serious problem in build up. Huang is a huge loss. I couldn't agree more. Personally, I feel like Huang would have been much better to have than Madi Kamara. Madi Kamara is also the kind of player that he's either on or he's completely off. Uh, I don't think he was off tonight, but still, like, uh, we're going to get to it. But Olympiacos were really missing uh, their top performance uh, tonight. And I think you guys know where we're going. Go for it, Dimitri. Madi Kamara is like 
I, I not at quality level, but when you're saying to either top or shite, uh, Laridakis in basketball for, for the basketball fans, because Laridakis is literally the man that can win you a game on his own, but that will happen once every five games. He will drop 20 points in the fourth quarter. Last season, it was called Mr. Fourth Quarter. But the majority of the games, he could be completely shit. And Kamara has that up and down. Kamara can be, we've seen it. He can be incredible. But if he's not on, oh my God, is he bad. So yeah, sorry. It, it's, uh, <laughs> but yeah. No, no, no. Do not apologize because I, I, I got a nice one for you right here. Uh, this is made for you from Pericles Robotis. Hi, guys. I respectfully but totally disagree about Barzokas. Over to you, Dimitri. Uh, I'm guessing he disagrees that I said the fact that Barzokas could kill a baby and I, that man can, has amnesty. Um, I think he has amnesty for at least couple of seasons obviously, we're joking. Anything. We, we're yeah obviously obviously killers, it's, guys, it's like, like, don't cancel yeah. us just yet <laughs> it's like what costa said earlier about um it's like what costa said earlier about christos theos not being with us anymore he didn't mean he was dead it just means he's not with olympiacos anymore um but it's okay hey, that's Bartokas. different <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean what i'm saying is what i'm saying is Bartokas, he's given us so many happy memories and the things that he's done the last two games he's uh, the last two seasons especially he's turned the team that was not even making the playoffs into championship winning teams uh so so this season just if he's saying we don't need signings then we don't need signings like he's doing his job are you going to tell a heart surgeon sorry mate you're not operating correctly yes we can criticize but th that's the extent of it like get behind the team, get behind Bartokas, eventually it will work out. And if it doesn't, then we'll give it some time and then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll fix it. But I, I give him time. Absolutely. And let's hear from Costa Levoyani, our correspondent tonight at the London Stadium. Football is inches. That is absolutely true. Ortega stepped up too late and Paqueta was onside. Camara header at the end, an inch to the left, it's a goal. His balance was a little off as well. Story of the game. We were competitive at least. Might join you soon. Oh, well, there you go, guys. Big news. The, 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 the one and only Costa Levoyanis might be joining us if his under, if his uh, tube doesn't fail him uh, from Stratford. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let, let, let's talk a little bit more about the game here, uh, Dimitri. So I feel like there's good news and some bad news. And I want to start with the bad news. Because I think there's really good news in this whole thing. And if you're on Patreon, you're going to know what I'm talking about because I've already analyzed this after West Ham eliminated Arsenal from the Carabao Cup. So the way I saw this, I think Costas is absolutely right. There was, Olympiaco showed signs of competitiveness, but their, their big names, they went missing. No Podense, Costas Fortunis was a lot more disappointing uh, than he was in the first leg. Uh, Stefan Jovetic absent, completely isolated. Uh, I feel like Santiago has, Santiago has put together a good match in linking the lines together, keeping the lines together, def defense and midfield, midfield and attack, very important player, and Sotiris Alexandropoulos as well. It, it felt like there were too many heavy touches up front. It felt like there was a serious lack of uh, the final ball through. The best player who could create something up front in terms of final ball, was none other than Rodine, in my opinion, who is a luxury for Greek teams right now. Rodine is an absolute luxury 
right now. Two years ago, we were moaning about the lack of fullbacks, and here we are with Rodinei and Francisco Ortega, who I really uh, personally rate highly. What do you make of, um, of, the, of, of that, Dimitri? Do you think our, 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 our big personalities let us down tonight? A hundred percent, because... Okay, Fortunis against West Ham arguably had one of his best games. I mean, he's had a really good season. He's he's had the best season. So he's had the best start of the season so far than he's had in many many seasons. Okay, now don't get me wrong. And everyone agrees, Fortunis, along with, in my opinion, Rodine, have been our best players so far this season. Okay, Fortunis has been fantastic. The game against West Ham so far for me was the pinnacle. That was a great the first game against West Ham, the one in Greece. I thought it was spectacular in that game. I thought it was really really good in that game. Uh, today, he he had moments where he kept the ball really well. He was trying, but it just wasn't it wasn't working for him. And then you saw you saw as it went on, he started getting a little bit more frustrated, a little bit more frustrated, a little bit more frustrated, a little bit more frustrated. And it culminates with what the 89th minute yellow card or whatever, where he's throwing the ball, and it's like you need. You need your captain to have his head a little bit more screwed on right in that situation, in my opinion. Uh, but it, it's just because he's been so good this so far this year, that's why we were let down by him because we're expecting so much from him. Just because he's been so good this year. It wasn't like if it was a normal player playing, you wouldn't have been like, oh, he was shit. You'd be like, he was okay. But because you're expecting so much from your so far, star man is why we're let down. Pedense was more of a disappointment, in my opinion, uh, because Pedense just really was non-existent. Um, yeah, I was saying earlier that Jovetic was non-existent, but Jovetic is different. Pedense is, again, your star needs star balls. man. Jovetic needs balls. There were no... Jovic, what could yeah. he have done? Pick the ball in midfield and dribble past everyone. No, no, no. But that's what you'd hopefully expect Pedense to do a bit more. Like, you know, pick the ball up and create something because he is theoretically your, you know, your Okodos, like your little magician, like the one who gets the ball and, and does something special. I think uh, uh, apart from around the 30th minute where we had probably our first big chance, that cross, and then he hits it on the half wall and sort of slices it. Um, apart from that, I don't really remember him having any good chances, like sort of being involved in anything productive, uh, offensively, that was that was a really good chance, but at the same time, a really difficult chance. So it's not like oh my god, he he missed a sitter. If he had scored that, it would have been a worldie. So it's 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 one of those. Um, so yeah, Fortuny's slightly disappointing in my opinion. Podense very disappointing in my opinion. Uh, and just to touch on your last bit, Rodine, my god, this man, every I love him. I love him every time. Every time I feel like this is the thing. I, this is the common denominator, and every single time I'm. I want to show that this man is just, he's been fantastic. Honestly, he's been fantastic. He plays the whole right wing on his own. He He's our most offensively, today, he, I think he, he produced the most offensive chances, the way he was moving forward. I haven't looked at any of the stats. I literally left the Sindesmo in New York and came straight home to do this. I haven't had a chance to look at anything. Uh, this is just coming off a, an opinion of the game. But I think he was the most like dangerous threat that we had going forward. And... Um, he he nearly scored as well. Like he 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 destroyed his defender. Like how how Troop says from AFC TV, put him in a spliff. He absolutely like rinsed him and then just tries to curl it in the in the top corner of the left hand side. Like send it top bins and he just misses. And yeah, I think 
I think he's he's been fantastic. He's been brilliant, especially yeah. offensively. Costa, you're muted, mate. Before we get on this comment, see, uh, I, I'm still learning. Uh, before I get into this comment, Dimitri, have you ever used the Elizabeth line? Oh, yeah, I live on, I, I mean, when I lived in London, I lived on the Elizabeth line. It's the best. It's the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> it took about the best five thing years. That has ever happened. <laughs> and I feel like none other than our dear old Costa Levoyan used the Elizabeth line tonight to get home so quickly. Costa, thank you so much for joining us. My friend, two questions. One, did you use the Elizabeth line? And two, <laughs> what did you make of this amazing experience of uh, joining the away fans at, at, the, at the London Stadium, which obviously rubbed the West Ham players the wrong way? No, I did not take the Elizabeth line home. I took the DLR Jubilee. and then yeah. uh, Jubilee line and then overground. Actually, very efficient, um, very efficient way getting to the, the stadium then getting out that was great um <laughs> <laughs> um honestly like bitter pill to swallow tonight it's a bitter pill to swallow because i don't think we deserve to lose not that not that we played well enough to win but i think we i think we could have taken that point like it, it i'm annoyed i'm annoyed you know and I think I, I wrote a comment earlier while I was this walking helps. home. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to go downstairs for a beer in a minute, mate. Um, do it now. Do it now. What have you been doing nah, this time? I'm, I'm on my fourth one. I'm at home. I, my I parents are downstairs. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we are mate, clever. Mate, football's inches. That's what I said earlier. Like, football is inches. Literally, Ortega plays Paqueta on by half an inch or whatever it is. VAR check, goal, and then, you know, Kamara's header, if it was a half an inch to the left, that's a goal and you equalise. And that's football, man. Like, those are literally, like, the two moments in the game. And then, OK, like, Rodinay's, Rodinay's shot as well when he's cut inside. We've pressed... I thought we pressed them quite well the last 10 minutes because, like, stoppage time, mate, it was, it was ridiculous, like, what was going on. Um, argy bargy, like their players no falling over, game. just trying to no let the game. clock run, kill the game. I thought it was pathetic, and the referee lost control. You know, game was done, but yeah, Paqueta's Paqueta celebration uncalled for. Um, the atmosphere, like the atmosphere, so, so, sorry to interrupt you, but I don't think it was yeah. uncalled for because I feel like just. They were just angry because the away fans uh, outstaged their own fans. And I think that, that pisses yeah, off, not... especially a yeah, Latin American. It will piss him off because yeah, it but... comes on from a very passionate fan, fan base. Yeah, but that's yeah, but that's not hard. Like whenever we go to an English stadium, it's pretty bollocks unless you're up at Newcastle, St. James's Park or or Anfield. Yeah, the atmosphere. No, I'm at, do you know what? They have, us, they have us at the end of the earth on Old Trafford 20, 2014. I remember being, oh my God, I was closer to the sky than I was to the ground. Mate, I mean, I, I remember being at Old Trafford and losing 4 0. And after 4 0, you know, the Olympiagos fans, the 5,000 fans that are there still singing. And then, you know, they kept singing, You're not singing anymore after every goal. And we kept going. <laughs> and then, you know, they, they then all got up and literally the whole stadium got up and clapped us. That was a 4 0 defeat. The turn of the century <laughs> like when i was still yeah, a teenager I was, I was a kid back then i don't know about you yeah. old people but yeah um but like it, 
at, at the London Stadium, the um, they do this wicked light show just before the game starts, and it was really, really impressive. Um, great experience. But as a football away day, it was a bit tame, like because the acoustics are pretty. They're not. It's not a football stadium. It's not a football stadium. It's the Olympic Stadium that was built by the taxpayers' money here in in the UK, and they've they've literally put ramps at the bottom and added some seats. So that we weren't that loud. Like I've been to away games. I've been to a lot. That was one of the tamest like Olympiacos crowds I've ever experienced because just the the noise doesn't travel. So like, Olympiacos fans below. Olympiacos fans above, and they can't communicate with each other, and just the, the 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 noise is kind of it just dissipates because it's open. So, so yeah, man, like atmosphere, it was interesting experience. Like nice stadium, but not a proper footballing stadium. Um, gutted for the for the defeat, but but at the end of the day, you know, it it isn't mathematically over. But I think realistically, we were always looking to take third place and go conference in this group, to be honest. And I, I wrote it on Twitter and I'll shut up after this. No, no, no. You can we go are, on for as long as you want. Man. We we are paying dearly. We are paying dearly for renewing Yusuf Al Arabi's contract last season. We're paying dearly, literally, literally paying him two million a year on a closed contract. And we didn't spend money on a striker this summer because Jovetic started the game and I was happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, from a build-up perspective, when he did manage to hold up the ball, like he has the ability to play others, like bring others into the game better than El Carbi can. But what what we missed was movement. It were literally, we were trying to counter-attack in the first half. And Fortunis was getting the ball in midfield and there was no one ahead of him. And Jovetic was kind of waiting to get the ball so that he could release it to someone. And he should be running forward, like making a diagonal run. Nobody was doing that. And I heard you talk about Pedence already. And for me, he was, he should have come off at half time. Should have come off at half time. He was absolute ghost on the pitch today. I don't know what's going on, but looking at his movement and the way he was on the field he did not look well like on his feet in greek we say then he, he wasn't he didn't look good there was something about him like his movement like he couldn't he, he, he couldn't get his legs moving so i don't know what that's about but but also for me it to, tonight is another another night where the manager has has lost the plot um confused on the bench i think fortunis at the end like there's a free kick we had outside the box and he's just like sent it to nowhere that was that was him tired like tired physically and it impacted like decision making that cost us three minutes by the way of stoppage time that literally cost us three minutes because then they got the ball back and by the time we actually got it back it was three minutes later so that's it, guys. That, that's uh, pretty much all I've got. Um, you you yeah. touched on a lot of subjects. I would like to start by saying I just received uh, I just received a, a message. Uh, there was nothing personal about um, there was nothing personal about Christos Theos's 
departure from Olympiakos, it was the Metropolitan Link. That's what it was all about. That's one thing I want to say. Number two, you touched on something that I was thinking about today, Costa, and you said about El Arabi, paying dearly about El Arabi. I feel like what Olympiakos are paying for dearly for is the fact that they renewed Pedro Martins. Uh, because that's what's going on right now. This is the hangover Olympiacos are going for. Because if you let Pedro Martins leave in peace with a big old trophy in his hands and an open mic and an entire Karaiskaki chanting his name, giving him a, a standing ovation, him saying whatever he wants to say on the mic, and then Olympiacos bringing in that new manager for the new era, it would have been a different story right now. I don't know. What do you think, Dimitri? Because uh, Costa and I, we have discussed this many, many times, and I don't, I don't remember you ever touching on that. <laughs> We're not wrong, uh, though, are we? I, 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 this is, this is, I'm going to get, I'm going to get called out. I'm going to get hated on for this. Um, I don't think Martin, Martins should have left. So I, I disagree, Costa. I'm sorry. Um, I, he, yeah, he started to lose it towards the end, but we'd won the league and he'd been there for four years or three years. Like I don't like this whole like revolving door syndrome that we have in Greece. Um, it's a very toxic culture that we have. And he'd been there for a long time and he'd created something. And then for him to, to leave uh, would have not worked out well, in my opinion. At the same time, clearly, I clearly I was I'm wrong because. He left like a month later, and then we had the shit show that was last season. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I would uh, going back. I don't know how in my heart I would have gone like, "Yep, yeah, it's a good decision for him to leave at the end at the end of the season." Um, so yeah, I'm sorry I disagree, and I'm going to get a lot of hate on this because I know everyone disagrees, and everyone's saying, "Oh, Martins left too late. He should have left at the end of that season. He should have probably left before the end of that season." Um, but yeah, I I. I disagree i don't know maybe i have a soft spot maybe I, it's the same thing maybe i'm saying about barzokas that i i give to i give these coaches too much of my faith and too much of my trust maybe it's the british in me but i don't i can't i can't believe that that we want to get rid of someone that quickly it's the same with martinez like i don't know about what you guys are hearing in your circles but the, the new york fan club my god they want his head <laughs> and in no way shape or form do i think martinez should leave like the man's had what three months Format, like, do you know what no, I mean? You can't, you can't have this revolving door syndrome of getting rid of your managers when when the team shit or play, yeah, the players letting Martinez down or like everything else around. It's like it's like United fans wanting Ten Hag gone. I, Are you I right don't... ahead. Like, like, I don't get it. I, I, I don't know. That's me. Sorry. I, I just you can't I, always blame the manager for everything. I so. don't agree with that title below players let Martinez down. I don't. I wanted agree to with touch that. on that, but please go on. Please um, go on. There was a question that like somebody was commenting. Do, do I agree with the subs he made tonight? I mean, there is a broader issue in terms of the squad and the players that we have available. Um, he's clearly mixed up. He's clearly confused with the players that he has, particularly behind the striker. Like BL's come on in the last five minutes of the game, like trash time. Which is not, uh, what is he supposed to do for you? Exactly, but like Sol Bakken didn't come on today because he had a bad game at left back because he decided to play him at left back against Balk and expose him. I thought it's the type of game today where you play him. He's a big body against an English team, and and Fortunis was done, man. Fortunis was done. 
after 70, 75 minutes. He was done. He's played 90 minutes against Bulk, played 90 minutes again today, and Potente was nowhere. And, and they put Fortunis on the left wing at the end as well, which is not where you play him. You're wasting it. So if you're going to put him there, you might as well take him off. Uh, that's the thing. He was getting ex- we were we were getting overrun on that side as well. But no, to be fair to him, like he <coughs> he gave more effort than other players that were on the pitch, and he was not tired. Much. So like I, you know, I respect him for that. But the manager should have made better subs like earlier. But, he was sleeping but, on the fucking bench, man. Sleeping. No, but the issue is who who can he realistically? There's not much choice that I'd trust. To bring on apart from apart from that Masura sub earlier on, Masuras or Pedense, I don't and El Kabi for Jovetic, I don't trust anyone on that bench to come on in a big game like that and turn the tide. So my issue is not that the subs he made incorrect subs, and my issue is he didn't make them at the right time. He should have made yeah, them yeah. earlier. So but but, but bringing someone on, it's not like oh, you should have brought this player on or you should have taken this player off. He should have just done them 10 minutes earlier. And for me, it was just El Kabi for Jovetic and Masuras for Pedense. Because no one else coming on is, to me, is giving me any sort, sort of belief. that I don't trust them. I'm sorry, it's like Barzokas in basketball. He, at the moment, he's playing with seven, eight players. It's the same with Martinez. Until the other players prove to him that they deserve to be playing, get them, get them the hell out. If they don't deserve it, they shouldn't be playing. As simple as that. The, 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 the uh, only... I, I do. I do want to touch on that. Sorry, Costa, but I do want to touch on that. So, you mentioned the subs, Costa. Which were the correct sub? Uh, which sub, what kind of substitution should uh, Martinez had made no, tonight? I agree with what Dimitri said. It was more the timing, but the reason I say the um... <laughs> so you agree with the substitutions, but not the timing. No, yeah, no, no, I'm no, no. At you. I'm Wait. laughing at the comment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Someone says you look like Fortunis from Wish. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the beard. Um, what was I going to say? This is where I agree with the title. Players let Martinez down. The players that let Martinez down are the ones that he keeps trusting week in, week out, or gives opportunities to, and they don't give anything back. But he still... like. That's why I say earlier he's confused. Like he gives opportunities to to Solbakken. he starts him at Offi, um, then he puts him on at left back against West Ham. Like Biel doesn't play for three games, comes on for three four minutes today. Like, it just like he, that's why I say he's confused. So they're not giving something back to him, but he's also not doing himself any favors in terms of. Just like game management in general, you could see could see that, like before, even before they scored that goal, that the game wasn't really going anywhere. We were starting to get tired. It's like, all right, mate, like time to make some subs. Mm. It's obvious. And before Masuras came on, he was ready to put Carvalho on. Carvalho was getting mm. changed with Scarpa. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, I, I don't understand. And I'm not like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shit on the manager. And I'm going to go, guys, because like I'm tired and I want to go to bed. It's been a long day traveling here and stuff. Um, I don't want to shit all over the manager. That's not what I'm trying to do here. Like, Oli Bagos fans have an expectation, right? That that's 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 what it is. Like we want, we're disappointed tonight, but every time we come out on the show, we've got to remind people it's a, a 
fucking transition year. We're rebuilding this team. It's not perfect. Like we like you can't you can't progress in Europa League if you don't have a fucking striker that can that can do something unpredictable. Like we just don't have that in the final third. We were toothless. We were toothless tonight. And it, it tells you the fact that our best opportunities today, they came from Rodine towards the end of the game. Like we had one attack in the first half that broke down the left with Ortega and that snapshot that Pedenza had that went wide. And then the post from, from Camara, like no shots from our striker, nothing, nothing. So you're just, you're just waiting for Fortunis to do something. And he couldn't do that tonight. So it is what it is, guys. And we go and, you know, we're probably going to go down to the conference. And I think it's for the best. Easy, I think it's for the best. Easy on that. If we beat Freiburg, it's a completely different story. Who's going to score? My team was Recosta. This is how it is. Like, uh, you remember, you were here when uh, Labros and I and I... I Dimitri, did you actually believe we, we, we could beat West Ham at home? Did you actually yes. expect that? Dimit- I'm asking Dimitri, not you. Uh, before the game? No, okay. Yeah. I, I when, No, I had two predictions. I had a realistic one and a hopeful one, what my heart and what my mind was saying. What was saying. the realistic one? So, so the realistic one, I said we were going to lose 2-1 uh, because I definitely saw a scoring. I, and again, today I saw a scoring. West Ham cannot keep a clean sheet to save their lives. Uh, and they kept one today somehow. I mean, they shouldn't have because Camara should have scored. Yeah. But West Ham, yeah. I mean, I reckon you put us three up front, one of us is going to score by accident. Like, it's going <laughs> to hit us on, on like, the shoulder or something. It's going to go in because West Ham is shocking. So I was thinking there's no way they're keeping a clean sheet. I just didn't realise we were going to score twice. But my hopeful one, my 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 heart did say 2-1 to us. We're going to go 2-0 up and then they're going to score last minute. And today I said uh, my realistic expectation is we're going to lose. I said either 2-1 or 3-1. I don't remember what I said, but I said that we're going to, but the hopeful one, what my heart was saying was a 1-1 draw. And it really, it should have been a 1-1 draw at the end. So, yeah. But I think we're going to beat Freiburg, Costa. Costa with a C. We're a better team today. I I keep saying this. I keep saying this on Patreon. Freiburg are fucking shit. We're so much better than them. We need to beat them. I'm sorry. I'm human with the whole Freiburg situation. Much more than I would with West Ham. Costa, Costa, can I keep you on for just one final question? I understand you have, you, you, you've been through hell today, and uh, I do apologize if I came off if I came off a little rude uh, beforehand, uh, I, I, because I, I want to ask you both actually, and I really want your opinion on this, Costa, as well, because um, Olympiacos are a bit of a, a roller coaster kind of team. Uh, you have this team that beats West Ham, then they beat Offi, then they get absolutely destroyed by Palk at uh, Karaskaiki, probably the most embarrassing defeat in Greece uh, in their history at Karaskaiki. Uh, and then, and then w- with some horrifying defensive work, and then they go to West Ham where the defense was decent, but the attack was horrifying. And Olympiacos have scored 26 goals in 10 league matches. That's almost three goals per match. So what do you make of that? What do you make of that inconsistency, shall I call it? What do you what do you think is going on there? How do how do fans translate that? I've got a really easy answer to that, mm-hmm. and I said it on a West Ham channel the other day because they were like, "How did you guys eat four goals at home? You're four 0 down." The team was unbalanced against Balk because we didn't have a left footed player playing left back. It's as simple as that for me. It really we is. didn't have a left back playing left back, let alone yeah. a left footed player. <laughs> yeah, it's like I. 
look in Greece. Even in Greece, we play a much higher line, right? Uh, even though today I was, we know that about Martinez's game. Like it's very dependent on Camara and Hesse, like stealing balls, like up the field, forcing a long ball so that Retos and Perozo can, you know, head it down to someone and recycle possession. That's very characteristic of of Martinez's style of play, I think. And we were honestly like we were past their halfway line, super high, super high up. The thing is like. I think against Park we were unbalanced down that left-hand side, and that's where Zivkovic was playing for first half. Um, I really think that having that right-footed player, um, it unbalanced us with Kinney at left-back against Park, and it exposed Fortunis as well. It didn't allow Fortunis the creative freedom that he's had in, in previous games. So I, I think that's my... That's part of my analysis of why we looked so bad against Balg. And I think Ortega coming back in today, it it balanced the team out again. Simple as that. Simple as that. You offer the width, you have shape. And that's really important, like when you're when you're defending. And maybe one last thing is that let's let's be real. These games they're being watched by scouts from across Europe like these are the games where these guys are going to run that much harder give that little bit more effort than they are in in the Greek games even if it is a derby at home these are the games where like the Madi Camaraz are trying to attract teams for their free transfer or you know Hesse Ortega all the foreign players man they want to be seen in these games so they give it that that little bit more Absolutely, Costa. I mean, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I believe um, you've had a very long day. Great Big work up. tonight. And uh, we're very much looking forward to your vlog. Big up to all the Olympiacos fans I met today. Uh, unbelievable. And um, That's what we're here the... for. Yeah. You're a local celebrity, mate. <laughs> Got fucking recognised in the toilet, uh, in the urinals. Oh, you're that guy, is that? Yeah, I'm taking a piss. What, I, mean, <laughs> I really, I really hope it was your face that they recognized. Not else. <laughs> all right, and big up to all the people that are here tonight supporting, and uh, good to see you guys. Like, subscribe to the channel. There's a vlog coming from the West Ham game today. Don't miss that. Night, guys. Good night, good man. Night, good night, man. Have a good rest. Uh, very quickly guys uh we've been uh, we've been doing this for almost an hour please do like and subscribe it really really helps the channel to grow bring you some more content as well uh like i said olympiacos fans all around the planet costa has just told you that uh, it's just amazing the kind of fans that we get to meet from all around the world it's incredible for me to meet fans of karaiskaiki as well that come all the way from australia or new zealand absolutely insane please do like and subscribe let's spread the word and let's grow the channel uh, there is a question i have for you david and i wonder if you can help me with this uh but as the title says below what the hell is going on with pepia like how can you explain to me that i, I remember i was reading a lot about olibiaco's preseason, and uh, diego martinez was very big on pepia both spanish 
I think he wanted it about Granada, I think, or Espanol. I think it was Granada. And uh, he was very thrilled to be working with him. And there were times when Greek reporters would say that uh, Pep Martinez would take Pepe on the side and tell him things. It looked like he really rated him. And now we see him falling down the pecking order behind Gustavo Scarpa, who doesn't look very invested at Olympiacos, and Joao Carvalho, who, let's face it, he's not a future legend of the club. What the hell exactly is going on with Pepe so I, I agree with what you said because at the start of the season, Biel was starting, wasn't he? And he was he looked like the sort of player that he looked like a, a teacher's pet, sort of player mm-hmm. that the the coach is gonna is gonna play because for whatever reason they click, they work well uh, together. So I don't know what happened after that. I mean, to to change, I mean, what what happened is probably Pedense signing. Um, and then that meant that mm-hmm. yeah, was on the bench. Fortunis is playing really well. You can't drop him. It's the same with Masuras. Masuras got dropped, and Masuras has been pl- starting for pretty much every manager we've ever had because he's a workhorse. Um, what what surprises me is what you said. How has Biel fallen behind Scarpa, who couldn't give two shits to be where he is with Olympiacos, Carvalho as well. Both of those players, you can tell it in my tone of voice that they're just, I'm deflated with them, that they're deflated. Do you know what I mean? Like they're the sort of, mm-hmm. they bring out this like just shit attitude uh, out of me because of how their performance and how what I've been seeing. I'd rather, I'd have Biel higher up than them, to be fair, because Biel's played for Olympiacos before. It's not his first season. He scored a couple of goals, both at the start of the season and in previous seasons. He has that bit of trickery where he can do like, take on a couple of players or like have a crack from outside the box. I'm not saying start him, but I'm saying he should arguably be, along with Masuras, if Masuras hasn't started, our first offensive players off the bench in that sort of mm-hmm. midfield, like attacking attacking midfield option. Um so yeah, I'm I'm confused as to what's happened. I mean, it could be the shit hair that he has that Martinez is just. I like, doubt it. I seriously, uh, seriously horrible. Doubt I'm, that. Not, I'm not playing him. He looks horrible. I'm not playing him. No, it can't be that. But yeah, um, I'm I'm just as surprised as you are. I really don't know what it is because yeah, that's, that's for me. He'd be he'd be one of the first subs on, and and that's from someone. I I still don't think he's offering what he should have been offering considering what he did at Copenhagen and how much money we paid for him. He should be a starter, but he's not playing like a starter. He should be a starter, but he's not playing like a starter, so he doesn't deserve to be starting. But at the same time, no way in hell are Scarpa or Carvalho ahead of him. It is a bit weird what's going on here because we got two goals and four assists and 14 appearances, which is not great, but also not horrible. We're talking about six goal contributions for 14 matches. That's but that was in the first. That was in the first few games. That was in the first few games. He hasn't even been over the 14. Yes like he, no. he, yeah, he had I, them in the start. Quite, he, he started well. Well, But that, 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 so. that that's an extra argument why you need to use him. And I, I don't know. I, I have having a feeling like a, a Nugo Kauper slash Zvetozar Markovic with this one. If we let him go, he's going to go somewhere else and he's going he's gonna to kill it. And the thing is with the January transfer window, I don't believe I've ever told you that, Dimitri, but I spoke with, with Nikos Dabizas, who used to be a sporting director at Omonia and Panathinaikos, and he said that 
when it comes to January transfer windows, it's all about tweaking. You cannot build a team on the January transfer window and Olympiacos just need a center back in the January transfer window. We cannot have a winger. We cannot have a number eight. We cannot have a num another number 10. We just need a goddamn center back on in this transfer. And I don't want to see anyone else coming in this January other than a goddamn center back. And all that Nottingham Forest nonsense. Can you name me one player that came from Nottingham Forest and actually contributed? I might be completely wrong, but didn't Rodinay come from Forest? Or am no, I making I that up? I think so. Rodinay, result, I know he came he? last January. I know he came last January, and I was thinking to myself that he still usually that would have been. He belongs that would have been. That would have been a Forest Brazil. signing. No, I've got no. Uh, I can't name anyone then. Um, I mean, Buhalakis. I Flamengo. He came him. from Flamengo. Okay, sorry, my bad. I don't know why I thought. I don't know what I had to do oh, with okay. Rodinay and Forest. Okay. Um, Buhalakis was. Was at Forest and then he came back. Was he on loan at Forest or was he was he signed Buhalakis and then he came back? Is to the us? best player that came from Nottingham Forest. Yeah. He was on loan. I think. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, he was. Because I remember interviewing him. I, I remember interviewing him when he was at Forest. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't remember if he was on loan at Forest or they signed him and then he came back to us. But yeah, he's he's the best player that's <laughs> come from Forest. There you go. Buhalakis is the best player. We're, on, we're in trouble. Yeah. But I do want to ask you about another player here that uh, struggled tonight, and that is Sotiris Alexandropoulos. We didn't see much from him. In this game, I mean, obviously, you just mentioned that Greeks like to shed on Greek players, but then there's the other side of this that Greek players like to push Greek players. They want to push the local talent. So there's two schools of thought uh, on this one. But tonight, a bit toothless, lacking on the final ball. He had an opportunity to shoot as well. He had a good, good, a good chance yeah. to, to shoot and try his luck with, like he did with Gang. Not much from him tonight. What do you make of his performance tonight? Yeah, I agree. Slightly disappointed because I've been a big fan. I've been, I've been, I've, been, I've wanted him to start. I, I, as I said at the start, I like that midfield that we had, the three with Heze and Camara, and I want him to play. And I'm a fan of Alexandropoulos. And uh, but today he was a little bit disappointing. He lost possession a couple, of, a couple of times, a few times. Um, he had that chance to shoot, which he just didn't take. Um, I don't really know what to say about what happened with Alexandropoulos today. He just looked a bit off, which was disappointing because, as I said, I'm, I'm a fan and I think I think he's got a lot to offer and I think he's a starter in this team. Hopefully, it was just a one-off and um, and he sort of fixes it next game because I think he has a lot to give and he's young. And not just for us, but for, I think for the Greek national team as well. Like, mm -hmm. like we're so, so short on good players for the Greek national team. And if Alexandropoulos can, in my opinion, he, he could, he could, he could be a starter for the Greek national team, just like he's trying to be for us. So yeah, I think it was a one-off. I hope it was a one-off because I, I have faith. I like him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would like to move uh, to, to, to comments a bit uh, as we start closing it down. And I would like to bring out the uh, good news of the situation because we did focus a lot on the bad news from tonight. Honestly, a team like West Ham, I expect us to be able to beat at home quite regularly, to be honest. Well, you are Olympiacos. Uh, Andreo Nana said something the other day when uh, after the loss to... No, no, it was they beat Fulham, but they were still getting stick. And he said that, you know, playing for a club like Man United, it's part and parcel to be criticized like that because it's a big club. Well, there you go. Olympiacos are a big club, whether you like it or not. So getting criticized like that and, expe and, exp and, and expecting big results is part of this. I like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read that. But Mr. or Mrs. that you send this message, thank you very much. 
Uh, let's see some what more comments here. Yeah, can you read that? Oh, <laughs> yep. Okay, I see it. Okay. Uh, and here we have quite an interesting. I mean, I'd rather Rodine at left back than Freire. Freire doesn't play at left back, even though he's right footed. I think they mean Kini. I think they mean okay, Kini. Yeah. You need quality, and we saw today Ortega is miles ahead of Kini in terms of quality. Yeah, I think we both agree on that uh, right there. Um, uh, let's see. Here we got something about Alexandropoulos, again, from our good friend. South po uh, South po uh, that's an answer to Southpaw. Alexandropoulos gets in the way, gets in his own way, in my opinion. He does good things, but for some reason refuses to pass the ball and therefore is... I don't know what he's trying to say there, but Alexandropoulos is a very good player. And I don't think anyone really... Other than Rodine Paschalakis, who was immense tonight, immense by Paschalakis, immense performance by Paschalakis, and Rezos with Porozo. I, th I feel like back four, Paschalakis, Eze, that's it. That's it for tonight, isn't it, Dimitri? I, I agree. Um, but I also agree with this comment. Uh, Alexandropoulos today, even though I was just praising him, he did have an issue with his passing. He was taking, he was on the ball for too long, needed to give it a bit, a bit faster. Uh, yeah, I think it's the same. Yeah, it's the same person. It's literally what yeah. what, we, what you just said. I I, I agree on this comment. Uh, he should have been faster with the ball. He lost, and then when he did pass it, it was off. Like the passing was an issue today. But yeah, what you just said as well, Costa. Uh, defensively, uh, Porozo ahead of Retzos. I know you said Retzos with Porozo. So I don't know if, if that was just the way you were saying it, or if you meant that Retzos first. But Porozo was a better up two centre backs in my opinion. I thought he was a rock today. Uh, but yeah, I think out uh, defensively and not even Heze, none of the midfield particularly were 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 great or or above uh, five and a half in my opinion. Uh, Heze might have been the best of the three. I know a lot of people in the comments saying that Camera was the best. I didn't see that. Uh, but yeah, uh, defensively and Pascalakis were our best players in my opinion. We can turn Alexandropoulos into Paqueta. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. no. <laughs> I don't think he can do those flicks made. as well, those Brazilian flicks yeah. as well that Paqueta likes to make the Moise in the Fetvadzidis was the closest thing we've ever had to like a Brazilian sort of flary player. And maybe now Fortunis, but even he's not really. Although Fortunis has, sometimes has the little petulant attitude of a Brazilian when, when, when he gets pissed off and gets all sulky. So uh, maybe. I think he's having the best season uh, probably of yeah. his life right now. Uh, and he is, I feel like he is captain material right now. But I would like to close this up with some good news, guys. So I'm looking at the um, the tables here. Let me get them up. So West Ham are top of our, uh, top of our group with nine points. Freiburg are second with nine as well. Olympiakos with four points. Batska Topola with one. Next game, Olympiakos against Freiburg in Germany. So here's the thing. Olympiacos need to beat Freiburg. That's it. This is it. The first final of the year is against is at Freiburg. Uh, Olympiacos almost got a result against Freiburg last season when we were the second. Uh, here's the thing. Here's here's why I love having you here, Dimitri, because I'm saying things that I say every week in this podcast, and I'm wondering if you've heard this. Last year we were the second worst team since Petrina Hronja. Which, uh, which was from 1986 till 1996. And that team, last season's disastrous, depressing team, almost beat Freiburg away. So if that depressing team can do it, surely this much improved 
team that beat one of the most informed Premier League teams in the world can do it as well. So if Olympiacos beat Freiburg, which they have to, let's face it, if they want to be in the Europa League, they have to beat Freiburg. That takes them to seven points. Freiburg at nine, West Ham at 12, because let's face it, they're going to beat Batska. West Ham are playing Freiburg in London, last game of the season. Uh, last game of the group of the season in the Europa League group stages. So stay with me. Nine points Freiburg, 12 points West Ham. West Ham cannot afford to lose first place. They beat Freiburg 2-1, if I remember correctly. There was a one point, there was one goal deficit. So if Freiburg beat them 1-0 in London, then they, we look at goal difference. And that alone, right now I'm looking at it, Freiburg have a goal difference of seven, West Ham have a goal difference of three. West Ham cannot afford to lose first place, Dimitri. If they lose first place, it's going to be very, very bad for them because they're in the Premier League, obviously. They're going to be in the FA Cup, obviously, again. They're also in the Carabao Cup because they eliminated Arsenal. They're in the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup. They've got Liverpool, and, yeah, Liverpool at Anfield. And they got Liverpool. And you're going to agree with me as, 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 as an English person. You're going to agree with me. There are two things Premier League managers like to bitch the most about. Number one, referees. Number two, you want to guess what it is? The amount of games they have to play. Fixture congestion. Bingo. So West Ham have to beat Freiburg in the last game. They're not going to no, feel their seconds. They don't They're have to win. Feel... They have to draw. They do. Yeah, well, they, yeah, but if they if they play their seconds, then Freiburg are just are, are, are going to have a are, are, are going to have a walk in the park, aren't they? Hell, we did, we did. Yeah, but, but at the same time, Freiburg, aren't they? They at have the same time, to, they there's no lose. guarantee they're going to win. No, this is the. Uh, but even I a draw wish. works for us. Even a draw works for us. No, because because of Freiburg's goal difference, right? Because Freiburg's goal difference. Them, if we beat them with a two goal difference, then draw a draw oh, okay. doesn't matter. So, 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 so we then we're going into goal difference. But then, but then, then we're assuming we've beaten well. them. Yeah. Then we assume the. Then we assume we've beaten them by a higher margin than they've beaten us. So now it's what Southport just commented. This is we keep on dreaming material. Yes. There's. There's. Now we're getting into the realm of a little bit. It's getting a bit too perplexed. Now we're expecting no, but, too much. But, but you understand what I'm saying? West no, 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 no. I, I get it. It's in our hands. It's. It, it's. It, I think it's in our hands. Uh, but I think. I think a draw today would have. I think a draw today would have made a huge difference because then West Ham are playing to beat Freiburg in the last game. Whereas now, with this result today, they're playing and they're thinking, worst comes to worst, the draw's fine. Do you, do you see the difference? That's the only difference. No, I see I it, but they really want to avoid the picture congestion. Yeah, of course, not 100%. They have 100%. a very thin team. They have a very thin team. Extremely 100%. thin. 100%. Yeah. No, I, I agree. They don't have They don't have a good rotation. Well, uh, as we, uh, I mean, we're almost uh, over an hour here. So uh, shall we move on to uh, to Coach's grade and our man of the match for tonight's game? Uh, so Dimitri, uh, who was your man of the match tonight and why? Uh, yeah, I think I've made it pretty clear, but Rodine was my man of the match tonight. Mm -hmm. um, so as I think as most games, uh, it's he's offensively just runs that right side he handles the whole wing on his own because he's just a monster and just sort of bashes through everything and just plays the whole wing up and down up and down um, <coughs> and i think i think today showed that again 
def- I think he's more of an offensive right back than he is a defensive one. He's more of a a Trent Alexander-Arnold sort of player mm-hmm. where you expect so much from him offensively that sometimes defensively he might be caught out. But at the level of Olympiacos, that's a luxury that you don't tend to see. You don't tend to have such a good offensive fullback because they'd be playing at a, a somewhere else, in my opinion. So I thought he was great. And he had uh, the second best chance of the game after Camara's post, in my, uh, again, in my opinion, that, that where he cut inside, completely annihilates his defender, then just curls it slightly, slightly, slightly over the top left corner. And I think that just goes to show because he created that by himself and he did a lot of those where he just kept attacking and driving and just trying to create something on the right-hand side. So, yeah, Rodney for me. And I'd, I'd be quite surprised if anyone says someone else other than Rodney. Uh, but may, but I do have a soft spot for him. I, I, I feel like every single pod, every single show, I do say Rodney was the best or had a great game. And I don't know what it is, but he's just really... He's really pleasantly surprised me. Well, here it comes. My, my man of the match was Alexandros Pasalakis. Some big saves. Didn't make a single mistake. Ran ran forward to the pitch to clear a very dangerous ball. That was great. Really that was brilliant. The game. It, without Pasalakis, it could have been much worse. Olympiakos could have been behind from the first half. Some big saves. Three big saves throughout the match. I seem to remember two of them in the first half. Another immense performance by Alexandros Pasalakis. Olympiakos are very blessed to have uh, Pasalakis between the sticks. Absolutely immense. Uh, you made some re- really good points about Rodine, but I feel like Pasalakis really kept us in this game and kept us dreaming throughout the game. Uh, so having said all that, what is your coach's grade? It's tricky. It really is tricky. And it's one of those things that really I knew it was coming. It I knew it was coming, but I haven't thought about it. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like when you have something that you've just been putting off, putting off, putting off. And so I haven't really, I knew it was going to be at some point. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's just, that's just living in New York, mate. There's, there's sirens everywhere. Um, look, the subs is what killed me. Like the, the, it took so long to make the subs and then you fall behind and then you make the sub. Like Pudense should have come off at half time. Masura should have been playing. That man is a dog. He is a dog. He is such a hard worker. You need him in games like this. You need him to track back. You need him to just get involved in everything. Like the minute he came on, he was involved in everything. When when that situation, uh, when that chance that he jumped up and uh, the goalkeeper dropped out of his hands and then it was offside, but and then someone shot it and he, the goalkeeper saved it. I don't know, it was like last couple of minutes. That was Masuras getting involved. It wasn't El Kabi. El Kabi was like a foot away. It was Masuras who, who jumped up with the keeper. Um so I want, I, I just wanted this subs early. I really, really did. So with that in mind, even though I like the starting 11, I don't think I can give him more than a six. I really can't. Because, and we weren't bad. We should have got the draw out of that. But because of how long it took for the subs to happen, I can't, I can't in good conscience give him more than a six. So six is what I'm giving him. Oh, we're talking about the ABCs. Sorry. I'm oh, right. ABC. Yeah, sorry. Uh yeah, a B minus, ah, C plus nice. B minus, uh, because because a B is what so a B is like, a B is like decent, an A is good job, like great, a B is like decent, a C is passable, so I give him above passable, below decent, 
if that, that that's how I do it in my head. Sorry, I always do it in numbers instead of because no, no, we do that when we write right, them yeah. out. When we write them out, we have them in numbers. Mm -hmm. So I always just instinct like instinctively go with numbers. No, no, me too. Yes, well, we're we're both from the UK school of thought on this one, but. I think you you have a very good point. I think I'd give him a B minus as well because the system was there, the the philosophy was there, the uh, the mentality was there. But I really believe he was let down by the players. They were just the big personalities did not show up. I really believe that uh, some childish uh, displays from the likes of Podense, from uh, Costas Fortunis, the whole front line really they they, they let him down in this game. Whereas the uh, the back four and the goalkeeper were top of their game it was there but the thing is again like the subs were off the fact that Pepe Ellis has fallen down the pecking order behind the likes of Joao Carvalho and Gustavo Scarpa the attack was not good tonight the attack was not good so I'm going to give him a B minus I really believe there's something there Dimitri I really believe there's something like Costa said it we've said it here so many times this is at least a one-year project maybe even two you gotta you gotta you gotta believe in Diego Martinez who is not a joker of a manager and you gotta believe in Antonio Cordon who is not a joke of a sporting director he's a luxury for Greek teams Antonio Cordon he's the guy that built the Real, the Real that we know and love right now that's the guy who did it you can't Rome wasn't built in a day and certainly Olympiacos are not going to be built in one season it was the fact that you kept Pedro Martins the fact that you kept the Yusef El Arabi ridiculous decisions to bring in three managers in one season Olympiacos are still paying for it but there's something there because it did happen Olympiacos beat West Ham in London and god damn it they can beat Freiburg in Germany this is it like Olympiacos beat West Ham then they lose 4-1 to Pauk and then they put up they put together a better performance against Pauk and then you look at it Tottenham Tottenham the undefeated Tottenham lose 4-1 to one of the worst Chelsea's we've seen in since 2004 Borussia Dortmund get pummeled by Bayern Munich 4-1 or 4-0 was it in their own home and then they beat Newcastle for the second time this season it's a game of narratives guys and Olympiacos are still finding themselves and there's still something there any final thoughts there Dimitri I agree completely. We're still finding ourselves and we need to give it time. But I agree with these comments, the last couple of comments, is Martinez's in-game management is a lot worse than what he's doing on the training pitch and the starting eleven and the tactics. It's the in-game management that so far has let him down. At Aik, tonight, uh, Topola, uh, there's, there's, it's, it's the in-game management. If he fixes that, we're going to see the difference. And the reason why it's wrong at the moment is because he's he's still confused. It's what you were saying earlier. So so it's not that he doesn't know what system to play, or he doesn't know what starting eleven, or he doesn't have the team on his side. I think it's it's he's confused and he and he still doesn't trust this team to bring them on, which is um, yeah. I think it's the same issue as Barzoka uh, says sometimes that the subs are wrong or he, or he makes a. These in-game decisions are wrong uh, sometimes. So, yeah, I, I agree with these comments here to end. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, so, I mean, we're almost an hour and a half in, and I think that's going to be all for tonight. Oh, Thank one, you so one, much. one last thing. One last thing. Go Sorry, I, I've been dying to bring it up because we kept saying on the Patreon, and you said, save it for the pod. A lot of you people disagree with me. I know a lot of patrons disagree with me, but Olympiacos were massive. We are a huge huge team and 
we're a big European side. We mm -hmm. cannot be settling and going, Conference League is, is better anyways. It's great. That's where we're at. Yes, it takes time to build this team. Yes, we're going through a transition stage. I agree with both of these things. But in my opinion, we need to be aiming much higher than saying Conference League, this, that. Like, at least Europa League, we should be aiming to qualify, even if it's second out of the group, even if we get Man United or whoever in the round of 32, round of 32, much better than getting some tiny little village in the ends of, I don't know, Estonia in the round of 32, would it be, in the Conference League? Yeah, it would be, because we'd be dropping down, wouldn't it? So, I'm sorry, we're, we're, we're too big. And a lot of, I know a lot of people disagree with me because they're like, no, that's how we need to get our wins. That's how we're going to fix this culture of, of bad results that we've had in Europe for the last few years. But I'm sorry, I just can't. I, I, I can't. Olympiacos are too big for that, in my opinion. Sorry. I know I a lot of people disagree with me on that. Olympiacos are not a conference league team. They're at least a Europa League team. I mean, even in England, the most uh, cynical fans in the world... When I talk, talk to them about Olympiacos, everybody knows who they are. Everybody remembers them. They remember those Arsenal, Man United, Burnley, now West Ham, uh, Liverpool. Chelsea. Games. They remember them all. Chelsea. Yeah. Even though we didn't get a result there. But Olympiacos are a European side and they need to act like it. And they're on their way to doing that. Antonio Cordon, I'm telling you guys, he's going to sort us. If Antonio Cordon gets dismissed, this is going to be the darkest day in the club's history. Let me backtrack on that. That, that was a big let statement. <laughs> that, let me backtrack on that. Uh, it's going to be one of the one of the worst uh, moments in Olympiacos history. There, I backtracked. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all. Thank you for liking and subscribing. For all of those who haven't done yet, please do. It really helps the channel. Spread the word. Uh, we're going to keep growing. We're going to be bringing some more exclusive interviews. Some more fantastic opportunities uh joining join us on patreon uh to join our our a quite banterous whatsapp group there's going to be some merchandise coming up as well and we're going to be bringing you a lot more interviews as well guys so thank you very much for joining us i was costas with a k or costas llanos doesn't matter and dimitri kuimtsidi any last thoughts uh dimitris with a d <laughs> no, that's that's everything. Olympiacos Panapola, as always. Not a PH. Uh, Olympiacos Panapola, as always. I have every faith that we're going to beat Freiburg away. Um, it's in three weeks, I believe, not in two weeks because we have the international break. International Just, FYI. Break, yeah. Just FYI, in case anyone had lost track of dates. So I think that's on uh, November 20... uh, 30th. November 30th. Thursday, November 30th. That's the game against Freiburg. I reckon we're going to beat yeah. them. But who knows? I thought we were going to beat them at home. So, <laughs> yeah. It's a different story. So, thank you guys for joining us. And we will see you next time. Got you,